0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. In five, three.
1: That's tomorrow, and that is it.
0: In five,
1: four. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. No. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write
0: it and we'll do it live! this thing sucks! Five, four, three. End of days. The freedom of speech is being taken away. What do you think happens Someone after they die? Uh. do you believe in this? Whatever. Don't read the and welcome to a brand new life, to a brand new day, all the way from the wastelands of California. My name is Michael, and I look forward to once again serve you those sounds of salvation. First time listeners, turn on, tune in, and drop out. This is a different kind of show. A place where we don't feel so alone. Let us chase away the light no matter what you at home choose to believe. I do admire you for your curiosity. Live and direct right now on the TuneIn Radio app. Search End of Days and you'll find the 24-7 network. Go to michaeldeacon.com for your preferred choice of platform to hear the podcast rendition of this program. This is The Call-In Show. Please feel free to call in whenever you'd like. That number is 760 8724 One more time, 760 8724 Now, my guest today was supposed to be somebody else, but I'm not sure where they are. Who knows? However, I have someone else here, a very different individual, much different than my scheduled guest. Mr. Frank Bacon joins me here live right now. What's going on, Frank?
1: Well, Michael, hello. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, what, what's going on, man? Um, it's it's good to finally talk to you here on the air.
1: Alive and on the air, yeah. Live so and direct. It's, it's, it's great to be a disembodied voice, working with a fellow disembodied voice, uh, so, th- uh, once again, I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to, to reach out to, uh, the minds of your listeners. Yeah.
0: Thanks for showing up on short notice. I really appreciate
1: that. Well, you and I have been, uh, talking a lot lately. So it just seemed quite obvious that this would be a good opportunity to pop in and maybe, um, you know, I don't know, talk about some of the things that you and I have been talking about. Where did you want to go?
0: Yeah, wherever you want to go, it's all good.
1: Well, I'd like to, you know, first welcome you as a fellow steamian. I'd like to know, uh, you know, from your standpoint of, being so early through the process of becoming a kind of a world citizen in a blockchain project, uh, how was your first couple of days on Steemit?
0: Well, I've been actually. I haven't really been focused too much on my my hands-on experience. I've actually been looking at other people's work and just being impressed. It's a, yeah. it's such a big community out there. And before we even get into it, can you explain a little bit about uh, Steemit to those out there who have? No clue what on earth we are talking about.
1: Sure. Uh, Well, Steemit is a new experiment in um, a a unique technology that's come on the scene in the last decade called blockchain. Now, the first killer app for blockchain, you may well know, is uh, the Bitcoin Project. It's a uh, pretty phenomenal, interesting uh, uh, endeavor all into itself, but uh, its underlying technology set is blockchain. Blockchain is a way of computers communicating distributed throughout the world so that you can kind of parse out the internet a little differently. So um, this is kind of a third generation blockchain we're working with, Steemit. And as a third generation, and I'm calling it a third, third generation loosely, but uh, what it's doing is it's trying to bake in some utility to itself as also a cryptocurrency. So the utility that it works on, the, the, the basic principle that it works on is it's like a Reddit. Uh, wouldn't you agree it's kind yeah, of like a Reddit?
0: it has that same sort of interface.
1: Mm -hmm. I like it. I I
0: dig it. It, It's pretty it's pretty crafty,
1: pretty rudimentary, pretty simple, almost too simple for many people to figure out. And that's kind of one of its drawbacks in a sense. But Reddit aggregates information based on the community standards of what they feel gets voted higher than something else. Right. Right. Yes. And, and and all that Steemit did was kind of lunk it, uh you know lock in that functionality uh with the uh creation of its content and its cryptocurrency. So not only is something getting voted to the top in Steemit based on a community effort, but uh, chances are very likely that that article uh or post is also going to earn a, sus- a substantial portion of the cryptocurrency that's mined every 3 seconds on the on that particular blockchain. So this Blockchain, rather than putting mining power to use, like in Bitcoin's case, to creating these uh, cryptographically secure tokens, this particular blockchain utilizes a unique combination of features of posting and then community interaction with those posts to create its cryptocurrency. Does that make sense? For sure. And, and, and what, uh, what you'll find that a lot of people are doing with it is basically leading the grid. So many people have kind of quit the, the, the typical jobs. I mean, it's a depression right now, so many people don't have typical jobs, but, but there are plenty of good writers that you can find that are probably homeless or they're just in a very, really? very meager, meager state. Yeah, I didn't I'm, know I'm that asleep. by the way.
0: Mm-hmm. And goodness. I followed quite a few.
1: Oh yeah because we yeah because we all read the news and we all you know play this game of uh, paying attention everywhere right and right. This, this is just a way for people to record on a blockchain uh, an article of interest no different than like a Twitter post of your lunch or an actual article in regards to politics. So the whole spectrum is there yes there could be crappy content and absolutely there could be some incredibly in, in, amazing content from good writers but then there's this entire bandwidth of everything in between and so it's creating economies. Uh, with, with that, because the entire blockchain project as it stands now is in the hundreds of millions of dollars. So it's about a quarter of a billion dollars of worth on this particular platform that's tradable, that's exchangeable. So if you go and you earn a cryptocurrency in this platform, say 10, 20, 100, a thousand dollars worth of this cryptocurrency, you can very actually easily transfer that into cash dollars if you wanted to. Um, not that I recommend that because I think once you're in crypto, the idea is to stay in crypto. Does that make sense? Certainly. Yeah. So it's a great onboarding way of getting people that are probably ready to leave the grid or they've left the grid or they don't know what to do at this point to try and, you know, create more abundance or opportunity in their life. But uh, a lot of people are already using this as a tool of progression for, you know, putting their art or recording their. Uh, intellectual property, making good, astute observations in journalism, or you just your typical ship post. So it's a pretty amazing platform <laughs> yeah. that gives you this wide bandwidth, and then has this quarter of a billion dollar economy attached to it. By the way,
0: how did you first discover this uh, community? By the way,
1: that's a very uh, interesting question. It's actually kind of a long story. I think I'll shorten it up. Go on. Um, it's cool. I, I'm lo- a lot like you, my friend, in that um, I take a great interest in a lot of these communities. And I think you explained it very clearly to me that you had a, a lot of interest in the early AOL and, and uh, BBC communities. Correct? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just um, have found ways to work with the channels, if you will. I'm a channeler, but uh, you know, in the modern sense, there are a lot of different information channels out there, as you well know. And one of the ones that I was watching very closely. Um, was scenario. Scenario is a different blockchain project. Not too dissimilar than what Steemit's trying to do where it's trying to give people kind of access back to their content and then, you know, the ability to uh, garner a certain monetary, a monetary techni- technique behind that. Um, that's what these blockchains are, are coming to do. They're reassociating the way we value things. Tying it to a different recording process, which is the blockchain, by the way. And so I'm looking at one and then another one comes into view because this one has been dragging on and on and on and somebody jumps into the channel and says, Hey, have you guys heard of Steemit? And I actually had at the time, but because of the, you know, the, it was actually a very. aggressive kind of entry, you know, this is where he bombarded the channel with a whole bunch of like crazy talk about, hey, you guys are falling behind and there's this new thing called Steemit. So it was proof of like the propaganda technique we were talking about that not everything is about good and bad advertising or good and bad publicity. There's just publicity. You
0: know right. I mean?
1: Yeah. It was a very negative situation that showed up almost like a, not a staged event, but just somebody coming in to almost in fact make It look bad by acting very out of place. But instead I got very, you know, excited about it and wanted to learn more and, um, was one of the early investors. Um, but I missed out on actually a great deal more that those people became whales, uh, in the early, the early adopters of Steemit, which means they hold a majority of the, of the financial stake right now. Um, kind of like shareholders. Uh, so I, I, I've just been a very good troll, if you will, of the entire blockchain scene and from my perspective and um i had known about one project and because i was looking at another one almost too closely um i was missing out on this other one that was actually an approaching opportunity much quicker than than i expected so steemit launched last year so this blockchain has only been running for a year in comparison bitcoin's been running for over 8 so we're still in very early stages now of what these things can do, but the appropriate thing to understand about this, Michael, is that once a blockchain starts, it's pretty hard to shut it down, technically speaking. In other words, get somebody to take a key and turn it off, like a switch, and right. kind of like what they talk about with the internet, pretty damn hard with a blockchain. So there's a lot more <laughs> to be um expected in the future from Steemit than say like Microsoft, which could disappear tomorrow. I mean, we've seen big um, you know, software companies or media companies fold overnight, have we not? Oh yes. And we're in odd times, like you were explaining, that, you know, oddest things are going on. Oh my goodness, yes. So (laughs) many strange
0: things that are occurring, uh, left and right.
1: Yeah, and this is, uh, and these are, these technologies are one of them. I mean, blockchain is a very, very disruptive powerhouse of of potential, because ultimately this is all open source. You can read the code, you can see this for yourself, but spend enough time with coders, developers, people that know how to Actually look at the the technology from the technique of how it works. And you'll see that this is an incredibly disruptive technique in how we reassociate wealth on this planet. There is nothing stopping blockchain as a total technology from reappropriating whatever trillions of dollars people perceive is in the world. And blockchain can be used by billions more people than say the people just here in the West. So as a Westerner, I have to, I have to, I have to really put out the call to my fellow If you don't learn how to use this technology, don't be surprised that it comes and replaces so much of your modern world that you won't even know it hit you. That's what's coming. Yes,
0: and I've explained to you that we are kind of a small percentage of people who have kind of awakened to this sort of thing. Everyone else is still pretty much uh, pre-programmed and brainwashed. I'd say 70 to 85% of people, they Mm -hmm. are already uh, down the proverbial hole the dark abyss, the point of no return.
1: Mm-hmm. It's it's becoming actually easier and easier to throw off the uh, dependency on the old ways and just jump in kind of new and, and just expect good things to happen because that's where our energies have been misappropriated for a long time is it's very difficult for a mind to comprehend a positive future timeline based on a lot of the propaganda that's being adversely uh, thrown into our, our conscious state of awakening.
0: Yeah, it really makes you think what is really going on. The world's a and mess. Think, the world's a mess. Let's not pretend it's not.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's a concerted effort by the powers that should not be, uh, whoever they may be, quote unquote, to capture everybody's attention and keep it off the fact that we're kind of in a new renaissance, a, a golden age, if you will. And it's only being obscured, but it's not, it's not too terribly hidden. Uh, if people want to open up to new ways of, of, you know, wealth generation, uh, you shouldn't be looking at ways of making more dollars. Dollars are a very um version of energy because, <laughs> uh, as as people will always tell you, you know, even in the new age or the new cage movement, you know, money is just a form of energy, correct? Well, it's it's a very poor form of energy, accounting. The, the, the dollar is one of the most destructive weapons of mass destruction on the planet. And, and really any centralized currency can be, but this is well outside the, the, the bounds of exaggeration. This goes beyond anything sane. It's so far insane that people are in that cognitive dissonance, that that um, that bias, if you will, of confirmation.
0: Confirmation bias,
1: right. That, that their way is the only way. You see that way
0: too often uh, on both sides. Of the of the mm-hmm, spectrum, mm-hmm. it's kind of uh, disgusting to see.
1: Well, it's a reminder that those little I human errors. I, I think what we're really dealing with is kind of a a, a a fallacy, you know, that's been introduced at such an early stage. Nobody ever thought to even look at the fallacy itself, and so then they base their assumptions on you know a faulty process of coming to like a logical conclusion for things. Right. I'm just looking at it this way. Um, we now have economic software that's called De- De- distributed decentralized accounting systems that are as robust as anything we can ha- we can get on the planet and as unhackable as anything that the US has ever put up or any country for that matter it is the highest form of cybersecurity on the planet is actually being exercised minute by minute on things called blockchain and really it's 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 fantastic because this unlocks the potential to give everybody – in fact, Cliff High was just talking about this. There's a great interview with Cliff High, and I don't know if you've interviewed him yet. Um, but does that name ever come up in your in your talks? I'm afraid not. Okay. He's, he, he was a big early adopter of like AI scripts to, uh, pr- for predictive modeling of, of world events. So, yeah. like, uh, you know, I, I heard his it.
0: name, but I'm not sure if it's ever been mentioned here before.
1: Well, would be we'll have to change that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> cause I'm he, down. cause he just had a very good interview where he was describing all this and he's basically telling it's, 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 uh, you know, it's a requirement for certain people in the population to grow up and take responsibility for some you know, portions of what they're really letting go to, uh, you know, handing over with uh, just complete almost abandonment. You know, a lot of our rights and privileges and, and things are just completely handed over. To, well, uh,
0: yeah, the, it's, the, it's being right. stripped away before our eyes.
1: Yeah, but a, but a lot of that has to do with a whole lot of you know, slack being given. You know, the, 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 the righteous age is standing up and not letting people take more than what they are allowed. Yeah. And the, the people have forgotten how to do that because we're very uh, much a welfare Society rely on the welfare of this, you know, uh, sick system. So when blockchain comes out and in a few lines of code absolutely uh, indescribably decimates uh, the last, you know, quarter century of progress, <laughs> There only a few minds are going to be able to comprehend that and actually use it. And the general population of the minds that are doing that are going to look like absolute freaking uh, insane madmen. So it's, it's very, very uh, good times to be, you know, part of that. That view, that worldview shift. I see, yes. Because I I know exactly what I can use blockchain. And I'm not one of these people that's waiting around for somebody to financially write it out in legalese and put it in terms that are regulated and then agreed upon by hierarchical psychopaths. Okay. Correct. That's, that's what's been stripped away with you being able to sign up for an account on Steemit. And now we have this incredible peer to peer Network where I've already started to establish commerce and actually busyness between our two uh, houses. If you, um, if you remember, I was describing that, and then I bought you a cup of, cup of coffee over the cyber over the cyber circuits. That's right. If you remember? Yes. Mm-hmm. And in that exchange, we've pretty much abandoned all forms of reliance on any other forms of uh, what what people think arise out of necessity, like governance or companies, or you know what I mean. Like uh, that particular transaction took place on some pretty cool virtualware called block blockchain. And uh as long as you can remember your little key the to get little into code. your account. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can remember my little key uh code to get into my account. Then then the the nature of the goodwill between our two parties and the exchange of well, of, what would we call it, proprietary information or whatnot, you know? That's kind of now guaranteed and without any need to rely on anybody else to put it in words or codes or laws. Do you do you get me? Certainly. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredibly obvious what you can do with this technology yeah, I dig at it.
0: this stage, mm-hmm. you know? And this is just yeah. an early beta version of it.
1: Well, it's been beta for a year, which is really quite, uh, you know, annoying too. There's, sure. there's a, a lot of good negation that I could bring up. You know, I could talk very poorly about it too and, and bitch and whine and moan like a lot of people. Sure, about but this the is the
0: early problem. stages of this
1: prototype. Right. And I'm trying to be on this kind of positive path and, and uh, finding my way to the positive timeline, if you will, that says, well, what do you do with these types of disruptive technologies? Well, y- you know, the news cycle seems to be one of the most disrupted energy, you know, energies right now or, or, or industries right now. When you agree, I agree. Yes. Yeah. There's a. There's a term that's bantered about quite a bit, uh fake news, right? Oh yes. A, a really uh interesting guy, John Rappaport, has had that website for fifteen years, no more fake and oh now it's becoming famous. Um <laughs> Yeah, you're also
0: is, you're also very interested in politics, which is always fun to talk about. Um wh- what do you make of all all these things going on uh currently right now?
1: Well you did hear that Bannon just got canned, right?
0: No, what happened? He finally well, got canned, was-
1: huh? Yeah, this was brand new in the news cycle. I know. Was, I didn't see that. Uh, a, a, a good friend of mine once said that, like, this—the uh the lineup of the Trump administration moves quicker than like a baseball team. Oh, yeah.
0: you like that? You, that really stuck with you, <laughs> didn't it? You like that whole line?
1: Absolutely. I thought it was pretty you
0: know? good, and I think I, I used that on on James Fetzer, I believe. And I, I don't know if he kind of—I li- don't think he liked that comment at all. But yeah, I oh, I, I said, yeah. yeah, I told him the Trump administration changes their. Uh, they change more. They 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 have more lineup changes than a major league baseball team is basically. What that I told was them. it. Yeah. Yes. Bravo, absolutely. <laughs> it, that and just it, came and it, and it continues yeah. to today. That just came yeah. off the top of my head, by the way, when I told them that it was it was pretty damn funny. Yeah.
1: Well, you know. I don't think that. he
0: appreciated it, uh, though. However, he seemed kind of heated.
1: I think it's I think it's uh I think it's incredibly obvious and it's one of those things that yeah we ought to be pointing out more often uh, especially well, um, uh, you know because you know my uh yeah, concern sure. for the rig movement Right. Robert Steelsworth. Oh he's
0: on tomorrow. Um,
1: oh you're kidding. Um, That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, oh, what, okay. what
0: do you make of all of that?
1: Well, I think it's working itself out. I had predicted that he would have, um, you know, I made my predictions and I write my uh, fortunes, uh, fortune telling and, and whatnot. But in my prediction, uh, something was going to come up to kind of disrupt what he was doing. And it would be a whole bunch of bad publicity. And like I said, you know, bad publicity leads to, you know, just more attention. And, and
0: oh, I, just believe me, I things. love I love it all. I, I just right. say properly spell my name and that's all I care about. Go ahead and trash me all you want. I I dig it. It doesn't phase me at all.
1: Yeah, you'll have to get him to correct that. But uh, you know, my, my stance in standing in the corner with Bob's, uh, you know, work, Robert's work is that he's an open sorcerer. He really is. is Yeah, I do appreciate that in him. Well, he, It's like if you're gonna call somebody out, at least have the respect to notice, you know, what what they're done. There was this whole mix-up with uh, Jason Goodman, George Webb, and their whole crowdsource truth movement. I still have no clue
0: what what that's all about. I've listened to it a bit, and I just think it's (laughs) it's bickering back and forth, and it's it really does no good for for anyone, in my opinion. And I
1: believe you spent enough you know time looking at it too it it, it, it was very apparent to me that you were looking at a lot of these videos too and i I, I
0: wanted to smash my face multiple
1: times (laughs) it just was ridiculous it was 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 so much it was so
0: there was so much autism being thrown around i just couldn't i just couldn't compute
1: so i you know i had that prediction early on that he would get caught up in something like that and that but it would take have to take time for it to clear up and it's um and and, and whatever is going to happen is going to happen you know that's just the truth of it but, right you know people's yeah. energies bring in some weird um you know clashes from time to time
0: you're all about the energy aren't you you're you're just like my man David Sarita aka Carl Sagan
1: yeah very good friend of the family and I and I would send a, a shout out to David but he wouldn't recognize me as Frank anymore love David by the way yeah uh, but he'll remember my mother and I'll have to get you coffee with her Great so guy. that's an incredible guy, by the way. And yeah. yeah, he, he pointed it out to me. and I started learning a lot of things from David about, uh, uh 12 years ago when he came through town. We put him, uh, you know, on a Mufon show in Denver and things. And, um, Mufon. but, but ev-
0: yeah, everything such a is silly, energy. Such a silly name,
1: by the way. <laughs> it is. Mufon it doesn't uh, bring up good connotations. In Not my really.
0: Anymore. It leaves a really strange taste in my mouth when I say it now.
1: Yeah, and old, old, uh, old idols are falling, uh, falling including those yeah, on you know, in the
0: EFO world. Yeah, that place is falling apart from what I understand.
1: Mm-hmm. Major shifts of energy going on there. and The relics and of
0: yesteryear about, are slowly fading.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, but you, we were asking, or, uh, you were asking about, uh, Bob's work and, and Robert's, uh, I'm sorry, Robert's work.
0: No. Robert, yes.
1: Um, um, I wanted to I really wanted to point this out that oh, you know, you saw this this as as I this autism pie, and that's even a terrible <laughs> way to explain it. It was a it was a gaslighting origin yes. is what it was. Yes, Because they would they would not really finish their whole thought through, and then you would catch them absolutely contradicting themselves in what they were explaining or trying to accuse other people of. Right, and it's just like like me more. I want more fans like me and not like that. It's very very basic. It's disgusting, really. Yeah,
0: it's gross. That's gross human behavior right there. Absolutely fine example.
1: I think that cleared up for Robert very early on, or or by now, because if you just go and you look at what Robert's accomplishments are, and I'll be very brief, here's this guy, he's number one Amazon reviewer, okay? He reads right. and reports on a whole shit ton of books, pardon my French, for your listeners. Don't worry, they don't give a f- uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a good number of books in your mind that, like, you would rely on a person that said, I come to you, Michael, and I feel like I'm an expert I've written or read or, or given reports on? A dozen books. Does that, on this particular subject, does that, like, you know, catch your attention? Do you then think I like, think yeah, so, well, sure, yeah. Yeah. But if the guy gets to a 100, you starting to, you know, maybe look at it a little bit more seriously. That's a little odd, yes. Guy. That's a little crazy. Robert's got 2,000 on Amazon. Holy. In 98 Lord. categories. Jesus. Okay? He is an ex-CIA operative vetted by a good friend of mine, a good hacker friend of mine that I can put you on. A guy that goes by Jack London. Incredible. Jack London is is well known in Norcal, California. Okay, and um, was really big into the Truther movement and part of the movements that early on we got like 9/11 uh, Truth engineers, right, yeah. AE engineers for 9/11 Truth, vetting thousands of engineers. Okay, I know I know the man that vetted Robert David Steele's impact in AE 9/11 Truth. So his background to be besmirched. I'm going back to what Jason Goodman yeah. dragged out in some things because one of the first things those idiots, those idiots. <laughs> that they are the spectacle the of search. The truth is a spectacle of idiots. You know they're
0: the going to hear this, by the way.
1: I hope. So. I hope. You they know they because are. Because this is what they're doing. They're they're painting themselves out as experts that would go in and look at the facts, and they have never even touched or vetted Robert Steele. I know them. I know the people that did. I vetted Robert Steele. I've watched 30 hours of Robert Steele in the 90s giving talk. 30 hours, buddy. Robert's Robert's got a a, a, a um he's got a a record of giving eight hours of after talk questions or sessions. That's at a pretty hacker insane. You no, know, we're talking, dude, we're it's talking a about high indigo people that are on like jolt cola, you know, Mountain Dews and a lot of uh, carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those guys have a lot of energy. And we're talking about a dude 20 years ago, so when he was in his 40s, was able to keep up for eight hours with these guys. Ex CIA, ex spy craft master coming out to the hacker world, telling them how they keep an eye on their government. So the man did one of the most important roles in like public service announcement for the world years ago. And since then, I watched, you know, at least as much as like the first uh, season two, three seasons of Breaking Bad. That's 30 hours of your life gone. I've given <laughs> Robert at least that much in just those 90s wow. hacker conferences.
0: It's a long, long, long time.
1: So that's the vetting that I'm trying to, to get across. And then for some douchebag over here that just befriends George Webb to get kind of Snotty with Robert on the phone and then that just turned into a misunderstanding. That's all the crowdsource of the truth is. And then there being a bunch of basic bitches, right? When you agree that's a, that's a descriptive vernacular for what they're doing?
0: Mm, you gotta throw in at least a autistic in there.
1: They, they're, they're on their anti you know, uh, anti-anxiety meds the whole time they're recording. They might be Jason, look Jason in the eye. That's why he's keeping up with 12 different, that's an, that's
0: that's an opinion, by the way, we don't really know that for a fact, do we? Well,
1: or is it true? Great point. You know, but I, I just looking at it from a a certain, I would say clairvoyant standpoint, Yes. looking at people they are, you know, highly dialed into their own stuff. And then they're trying to just sound very mysterious with some of the evidence they come out with. In nowhere were they coming out with evidence against Robert that even kind of remotely could have stuck, but they would say it in such a woo kind of way, Uh, sci-fi. Right. And they would say it that way. And then they would just kind of, you know, banter back and forth, like laughing or patting themselves on the back, like they had just caught the most incredible um, amount of, uh, evidence you know there. i heard something
0: yeah. about that george webb fellow by the way
1: something about a dui mm. what yeah, happened there and that's yeah that's actually something that happened recently i do want to say for the record in george's corner because i've always really been a fan of what george's been doing understood and yeah he was up in ohio for whatever reason dealing with something and um the uh, feds after this whole memphis Marisk uh kind of not a bomb threat, but a, hey, check your containers. We think there's some radioactive cargo coming through.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to ask you about that because I know there's some sort of story that was elaborated by these two gentlemen and it caught the attention of certain people in high places and it turned out to be a hoax.
1: Well, I wouldn't have called it a hoax. I said they were relying on their information when they were, what they came across with. I think they were being very good. Do you
0: think civilians. they were misled, obviously?
1: <laughs> the point is, is that, I would have done the situation. If I was caught up in, if if I believed in my, my evidence to that extent and I wanted to make, not only that was a publicity stunt, so it got some eyeballs on him. You know what I mean? But here's what it, here's Mm. how it played out for him. The authority, the man, the people in charge, they bitch slapped George back because the feds sent out essentially a memo to go harass him. So they tracked him down with their electronic gear, found his cell phone. He was sleeping in his car, which was his right and the smart thing to do because whatever reason he had had. He was perfectly allowed to be in his own private property and not being chased down by the police. So what they did is they tracked him down with the electronic warfare that the police have and then built a case around this. Hey, we found you in your car and you must be drunk. Let's put a DUI charge on you and throw you in jail for the night. What I saw next was Jason Goodman roll out to Ohio and actually bail George out. So in, 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 honest and, and open, uh, sorcery here, you know, cause this is all open source intelligence gathering. Um, he Jason bailed him out of jail. jail. Yeah, Jason has helped out quite a bit, and oh he's my. Very t- dialed in with the whole, you know, let's get this on and, and build a up. Well, that's kind of that nice stuff. of him. Sure, but I must when, say. when South was a little misunderstanding between he and the general, you know, Robert David Steele, because what went on there was now somebody's ego got bruised, and now you see people acting like basic bitches on a soap opera. Ooh. That's what I meant by that.
0: Throwing right? that around there. Right. You like that so, one. Huh?
1: Yeah, and uh-huh. Jason – Jason's going behind George's back. This is very clear, by the way. It's very clear that he and Trish kind of had a vendetta to go after Robert Steele. It kind of seems that wasn't way. was yeah. a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's never once besmirched Robert in anywhere near the same way that um Jason has besmirched Robert. And I'm not even talking besmirched. It's straight up high school BS, and he's being a very, very immature, snotty yeah. dude. Seems that so, way. I hope he gets his little come up in some way, shape or form, but it looks like it's kind of already happened because I think George is split with those guys. Definitely going to go more solo. You know that I've been working to try and get George Webb into the Steemit community because as a right. crowdsource, the truth, you know, uh, now, uh, now that he's ex-crowdsourced the truth and back to George Webb, he's going to have to come up with his, whatever the next round in his series is because he started to get his fame when he, on day one, he started looking for Braverman, Eric Braverman of the Clinton Foundation, and this tied in – this is where the man exploded with a whole bunch of dot connecting with Haiti rat lines. And the Democrats pay for play through the Clinton Foundation, and all this is my opinion, by the way, but you can go and you can chase down George's information from about a year ago when right. he started on this. From there, it kind of mutated because Seth Richard died, and then that started to come back in the news when Eric Braverman showed up alive. We always thought Braverman was going to be another Arkansaside Washed up on the side of the shore, kind of whatever happened to this guy. Oh, it must have fell in and died in the ocean with bullets and whatever. You know, these keep happening, by the way. And and George, for all of his um, faults or follies, whatever it is, he's just a dude out there trying to connect these dots. And what's, what's really going on is that um, the powers that be or shouldn't be are they, the quotes, whatever. Um, the interference is coming from a lot of different weirdness, and that's yeah. the energies that I speak of. So yeah, there's a lot of that.
0: weirdness going on. The whole story still makes no sense to me whatsoever.
1: And it's probably not going to die and be so continuing weird. to show up in your attention because it's one of those things that can drag, drag and drive certain conscience. But to, the, to credit George and and to, and to get somewhere with all this is that I believe his work on tracking down Imran Awan and the Awan brothers complete and utter obvious like this is the most michael this is the most information that we've ever had and it's just proof that you just can't arrest politicians because this is oh no one goes to
0: jail you know that
1: right and this is beyond hand in the cookie jar this is beyond smoking gun. i mean while they've been looking after you know all this stuff seth rich dies a year ago five more people connected to the dnc die in the last year right this is not Something that you can just ignore and call random and, you know, put your head in the sand anymore. It's way too above that. What you're going to see is people's heads popping. They're going to start going nuts. And what's great about the George and Jason affair is that prior to all this Robert Steele stuff happening, they had another part of the soap opera, which was more indicative of the stuff that you and I are talking about where Jason and Trish got so screwed over in their own, just not intelligent enough to figure these things out. But you can go and watch the videos and see how they just let certain information slide right by like a stoner almost almost like a stoner i hate to oh say no. it like and it had to do with the files that were attached to this seth rich case and a hacker named Defengo, or i would just call him a, a character named defango he's a good guy and uh defango has been doing an amazing job of getting the information out about a lot of this dnc stuff wanted to help the george webb affair by that time george had connected to jason and then Jason and Trish just screw the whole thing up and it was a comedy of errors that you gotta be like, okay, well, it can't just be that stupid. Maybe they're like Hillary Clinton and they're just extremely inept and we, you know, they're not trying, you know what I mean? Like if I'm, I gave these guys the same uh, benefit of the doubt that the FBI gave Hillary Clinton this first go around. The second go around that came was when Robert came into the picture, which I helped set up. I was the, uh, you know, impetus behind Robert meeting George and then Robert having a uh, interview set up with Jason that went south the day after the Memphis Maris call. So I this, see, yeah. this is like this weird clash of energies that came and just kind of blew up this soap opera into a fog of like senseless, like shaming and blaming and 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 uh, name calling. And it and, and now the crowdsource, the truth. I've got to get this point out. I'm, I'm sorry to be rambling on here, but the crowdsource, the truth, guys, thanks to Jason and Trish acting like complete prima donnas. And trying to make Robert Steele out to be a thief, like, oh, my God, he started on Rick and he's getting money and blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, it was a spectacle of idiocy. So if you've never heard of Robert Steele and you like these guys, just like following your favorite comedy or melodrama on TV, you're going to always take their side. And and that's what people are doing. They're taking their side probably. And what's really sad is that they have completely extinguished all Hope for them doing good, a good job interviewing, you know, like investigating the real perpetrators of, you know what I mean? Like this whole Hawan scandal, the VNC yeah. scandal is now like, well, you guys are now calling out Robert Steele for paper play and things like that without a shred of evidence after you've built all this incredible cases like, where are your energies going? So you're just watching these prima donnas completely boil over with, um, self-narcissism and then attacking poor Robert. No, not poor Robert, because Robert can, he can kick their ass without a doubt. But th- the point I was making earlier is like, to me, it's a spectacle because I watched Robert's stuff. I became energized by Robert. Robert did edge. I, I got an education for that man through his earth intelligence network and Phi Beta Iota and the books that he's written and the 2000 reviews on Amazon that aren't going away. You That's just tremendous for yourself. Tremendous. Yeah. So he's the most educated uh intelligence reformer in the world, or at least the Western hemisphere. I'm not, I'm not aware of too many people that can do what he's done. He's open sourced this scam saying, look, they take billions of dollars in the intelligence business and all they do is they spy on us and they blackmail the hell out of the government. And there's this thing called a deep state And, oh, by the way, you can't touch it. And, oh, by the way, it's probably going to go to the president. You know what I mean? Like he's opened this stuff up. And as an open-sourcer, he wrote the Open Source Manifesto, which is his. If you can only read one book and get that book, read it. It's a manifesto. It's incredibly prescient for its time. And it is a cult classic because, like I said, he's been talking to hackers for over 20 years. And the hackers have always remembered Robert like the, the hacker community that's brought you Wickham that's brought you the snow that's brought you the strapper dump you know this is this was stuff that he was imbuing revolutionaries and rebels twenty years ago. Well, well, you know, guys like Jason Goodman were still sucking dick in Hollywood. Or, well, I'm sorry, that's I I don't, I, I meant that as a complete, you know, so that's right an real, opinion, you know what yes. I mean? I yeah, that's an opinion. If you're in Hollywood, you're sorry. That's the, that's the, uh, you know, on the record, in my opinion. But that's the thing. This guy comes out of nowhere and thinks he can just smash the, and he's done. Well over a dozen videos, I think now, on besmirching the name of Robert Steele. So, he's wasted a lot of time of this group effort that George Webb put together called this crowdsource the truth thing, by trying to do the one thing he shouldn't have done, which is attack a guy he really should have been doing everything he could to make sure, like, things went super, you know, super smooth with. And so I have to say by now that Jason's kind of painted himself out as at least as inept as Hillary. He probably doesn't know what the hell's going on. Go back and watch the way Defango Had to deal with this guy, and you'll have hours of comedy. Um, But yeah, I think something very funny was going on, the whole crowdsource the truth, and it's time that people detach and really maybe kind of come over – not come over, but adopt the open source movement because the open source movement is not a hierarchy. It's not a centralized, authoritarian Discord. It is an accordant that says, look, get enough eyeballs on it. No bug is invisible. It, it, the truth at all costs lowers all other costs. What two mottos, what, give me two better mottos than that. Those are some amazing mottos for the 21st century of disruption. And those are the handpicked mottos of Robert Steele. That's not him taking credit for other people's work. That's him aggregating and, and open sourcing the best ideas on the planet from his view as a reformed intelligence man. You know what I mean? Not a whistleblower, a guy that's no longer doing that dirty business of spycraft in other countries, who's here and reading the newspaper and saying, "Hey guys, I may be retired, but I'm not an idiot. This looks like a deep state coup happening. This looks like an election scandal that we need to deal with. This looks like, you know, a lot of bad people that are still left in government that we got to go after. Let's take this Trump revolution or whatever you want to call it. I call it a reformation. You know me. I'm not a president lover. I don't give a crap who is." In charge. I don't like the power of DC. It's not a real city. It's this completely, you know, corrupted megalith of uh, esoteric uh, control and evil and domination and patriarchal imbalance. We need to do something about this. The only guy I know, Michael, that is really capable of doing anything about this is a guy from Virginia, 40 minutes away from Trump, now rolling around the country in an RV. <laughs> getting around there and and making things happen, you know, Mm -hmm. not videotaping himself every 20 minutes talking about (laughs) whatever they're talking about on that channel, CrowdSource the Truth. It's
0: Understood, yes.
1: So I'm sorry to go long-winded like that. There was a lot to that story.
0: There's a lot of uh, strangeness there, yes, that could um, take forever to to decipher. And uh, by the way, it seems like my scheduled guest, is messaging me here, but uh, it's a it's already been uh, a little over an hour, uh, so I don't think well, it's I'm your gonna. Call and I know no, you guys gonna... talk about Kudalini No, and, uh... I'm not gonna do it. No, I'm over it. To be honest okay. with you, I'm gonna have to do that for some other time. Um, once yeah, I'm in one mood. Yeah, this kind of mode... fresh
1: right now because aren't yeah. you interviewing RDS tomorrow.
0: Right. So you know, if I'm ready in some certain mood, uh, for a certain topic, I'm not I'm not gonna go anywhere else.
1: Yeah, stay in so, flow.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to have to, I guess, talk to her some other time. There you go. Yeah, it's all good.
1: Well, are you still good with, with what we're, where we're going with, um, say for Steemit, for example, because sure. I, I want to insert here that I came into this whole picture as essentially, I'm a self, uh, advertising hyper meme myself. You know what I mean? I, yes. I mean, we've talked about this. Right. So, you know, to me, uh, I've been following George's stuff. It, like it was a no brainer for me to, to t- try and align myself with, these guys because of the open source intelligence movement that Robert started and and why it's so important to take tools like uh, a pre Twitter, which is what Steam it is. It's kind of a pre bought you were talking about how big the community is. It's not that big, it's about three hundred thousand people. The difference is is that those three hundred thousand people are who actually have all that money. <laughs> so in like Twitter's case, it's like, yeah, you have what half a billion people on Twitter. Like I don't know, like two hundred and fifty million people on Twitter, right? I don't know. There's a a like, lot I don't of even people know what the there. numbers are, right? Right. It's in the tens of millions, and and, and they're the money. <laughs> the difference is, is they're not, you know, they're the product. There's only like one guy at the top of Twitter, the CEO, and then all the shareholders that have divvied up whatever billions that Twitter's worth. When we're looking at something like Steam, it's a community of 300,000, but all that quarter of a billion dollars that I said that they're worth, the 250 million dollars that they're worth, is spread out amongst those 300,000 people, as if they were all shareholders, as if they were all, you know, um, employees. So from from that standpoint, that disruption means that whatever you want to do with t- steam, it is up to you to do to steam it. it. It it works if you use it. It works if you talk about it. So it's no different than like at the end of the show, one of your guests plugging, "Hey, follow me on Twitter. I'm at you know the guest uh, on Twitter. Uh, or I'll follow me on Facebook." And every time I hear that, I always get this real knotted twist in my gut. Like I want to just kind of scream out, like, "You get bullshit. a little
0: angry. Do you get a little triggered,
1: <laughs> right? You know the bullshit."
0: Of course, yes.
1: <laughs> Because all they're doing is they're doing exactly what I'm doing for Steam. It, but they're doing it and kind of whoring it away, if you will, for the people that are controlling them. Like Zuckerberg on Facebook controls your account, and all of his little minions that have control over running these sadistic, you know, hyper complex psychological games that they've been caught doing. So not only are you not worth the 58 billion dollars with your Facebook account, that you know Facebook is worth like 58 billion dollars and a billion people use it, right? But Bullshit. not only are you not part of that 58 billion, you're actually the product that produces that 58 billion. Bullshit. So you're 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 already extracted and mined and a slave of Facebook in that sense, or Twitter in that sense. When you're on Steemit and you've collected that 26 character um, passcode and you can remember your at sign, you're now in business for yourself. However, you want to use that platform to your ends is up to you, because that's what it does. It's decentralization. Is that revolutionary? Do you know what I mean?
0: Certainly, yes.
1: And it's, it's I'm like, looking it's at Steemit right productive. now. Yeah. That's SteamIt.com
0: for those who are curious. It's very simple.
1: It's almost too simple. Don't, don't be surprised when people come to you and say, I don't like it.
0: Oh, I know. You know I could, I could see will. that. Yeah. Some people won't like the way it looks. Uh, some people won't like this or that. Uh, you know how it right. goes, but yeah, so, I, I dig so, it though.
1: So I want to point this out as the job of my science fiction. You know, the job of my character, my character work that I do is I'm trying to keep up with keeping the open source intelligence side of things in that network. So I started on that network back in July of 2016, mm-hmm. and I wasn't in the, um, the full space and place that I needed to be to effectively utilize that at the time. So you would think that the best way to utilize that is make a good account and then go make a bunch of money on that account, and I would disagree. The effective way to utilize that platform is to network the shit out of it, connect as many people as you know that you do certain business with, and in my case, it's open intelligence work. It's just basically I'm an occultist that's unocculted. I like to point out the fact that many people are being duped. And and sometimes people like me have a very bad place in society because we come out and we'll say, hey, the emperor's no clothes. Usually if they're like me and an adult instead of a small child, they'll be hauled off to prison and beaten. So, you know, this is where I go and I produce the work of the emperor wears no clothes kind of thing because on the blockchain – you're in charge of whatever you do on the blockchain. I think it's a great place to just put really good intelligence gathering and network with people that do really good intelligence gathering. So if you've ever gone back in my my work and people can find my work, they'll know that I manage a pretty good mob of, I would call them, unionized sovereigns on the platform. Us, U.S., just unionized sovereigns, frank people, just people that speak frankly and openly and and and. We're not all like devotees of Robert Steele, but I am. I'm a very big uh, like he's a cult of personality for me. He's a very very big deal, and he is the only guy that I would put at a at a stage or a level of like my work or higher. You know what I mean? Like you can't shut me up about my work. I'm pretty maniacal about what I do. <laughs> would you say? That's hilarious. I I agree. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And we've had some really good conversation in that space because it's like we don't chase off the crazy ideas just because they make certain people feel uncomfortable. So you hold a really good space, too, by being so diverse in in your show's devotion to really, really good topics and sticking on point like you do so well. So we came together for exactly the same reason that Robert Steele and I came together about two years ago, which was that. I was very open about connecting to certain people and explaining things in a certain way. And then one of the ways I like to stay in business with them is, you know, through a social network of, of sorts. But I've been leaving Facebook, I've been leaving LinkedIn, seeing all the friends of mine that are getting kicked off Twitter and YouTube and demonetized and manipulated. And that's what's
0: going on lately, for whatever purpose, mm-hmm. different it's reasons, different agendas, in the
1: face of big events like the Charleston event. Which Everyone's
0: angry. I understand yeah. though, but yes. Um, I have to tell you, we are running a little out of time here. I didn't want sure. to go too long today. I just kind of wanted to uh, just, you know, give a little tease for what's to come tomorrow and, of course, Saturday. That's always fun. Well, if fine. you would do
1: me one big favor, my friend, and I know that we do these live and and, and that you eventually reconstitute uh, the show or whatever recorded. Um, sure. If you wouldn't mind uh, sharing uh, the the tag. And simply uh, being a steamian, put it up there on DTube oh, as of course, an experiment, of course. rather than just a Steemit post, and um, you know make a friendly nod in my direction. Only thing I ask is that a friendly nod be the actual hashtag Frank, not hashtag, but the at sign Frank Bacon when you write it on that platform. It's oh, of course, yeah, easy. It links back. So no it's, problem. It's just a way of now like. Now you don't omit your guests because you don't forget to write down their name in your post. It's that simple. And then you let an AI or a a smart little computer system run the background accounting work, and that shows how we are in business together. Does that does that make sense?
0: Yeah, understood. I'll get on it.
1: Excellent. Well, I really appreciate you letting me come out and and, uh, fill in this um, tiny hole for you. Yeah, thank you. I I hope it's not the last time, my friend.
0: Yeah, you you could come back on again. Don't worry. We'll cover some more topics here.
1: Please, uh, uh, have a great time with Robert tomorrow and, and get some of those good questions we talked about. Oh yes. I'm looking forward to that. Lo-
0: one, lots friend. of, so, lots of ground to cover tomorrow.
1: Excellent. Well, you take care and thanks for the, thanks again for the time.
0: No problem. Talk to you later, Frank. Bye. Right, bye bye. And that was Frank Bacon. Lots of information there. Good times. I was supposed to be joined by a, a different guest, but a, a little late, a little too late for that. And yeah, I'm looking at this uh, article here on Bannon. Fired from the White House. My goodness. It's very, very interesting. The Trump administration. More lineup changes than a Major League Baseball team. Pretty goddamn outrageous. Holy shit. Wow, look at this article. A Twin Peaks actor arrested for attempted second-degree murder after allegedly beating woman with a baseball bat. Wow. <laughs> who is this guy? Oh, no. An actor who appeared on an episode of Twin Peaks, The Return. Has been arrested for attempted second-degree murder after allegedly beating a woman with a baseball bat. This happened, I guess, in Washington, Spokane. Jeremy Lindholm. Apparently, there's surveillance video of this incident. My goodness, I want to see that. Crazy bastard. Wow. I'm telling you, telling you people, these these people are out of control. Wow. He definitely looks like a cardiomyopathy victim, that's for sure yes uh I'm looking at the time here i I do have to get going, folks. I am sorry, I apologize for not taking your calls here. It seems like a few people were calling in. Don't worry, save that for tomorrow i'll 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 be back very, very soon here Be back. It's Mr uh, Robert David Steele. Yes, oh no, I'm not gonna read that that's that's not nice. <laughs> you are very, very bad. A lot of you are very bad out there today. Yes, if you enjoy this program and want to help keep expanding the program here, go to michaeldeacon.com and donate a few dollars. I would appreciate it greatly. Yes, I'll be back tomorrow. Don't worry. I'm Michael Deacon. Thanks for listening. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night, everybody. Right,
1: the court is hard now. I'm not that way, I'm a Christian. Not about a rabbit, still. Not about a. You mentioned the Illuminati, yes? <laughs> <and laughs> we won't go into it, because <laughs> behind <laughs> that, but the Illuminati certainly <laughs> isn't part of the whole thing. The top members of the Illuminati are over-worshippers. I Bush Bush could tell about. that all the mainstream media outlets were giving me like bullshit. they you giving me a statement. It's clear. <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
0: How appropriate, I wish I could be in that ring with Holton right now. It's crazy. I had no idea this should exist with the 476. Oh, Granny. I like Granny. I'm a you real. A lot of good content. A lot of, a lot of cool topics. You know, I, yeah, I feel, you know, fortunate to have an opportunity.
1: You're really, you know, Yeah, Mr. Bruce, that. That's him. I like that, man. <laughs> it's the simplest shit. You go in there, you see the buzzer, you say, you say like, I'm i I need to talk about midnight. That's what I want.
0: Just for what it's worth, I want to put in my two cents to tell you I'm going the most incredibly well rounded show. <laughs> <slurping> Introducing the greatest <laughs> tag team on the radio. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Successfully you were you were a headline guy I'm and then not a headline guy you know what i mean you, for a while you popped out now you're coming back for I a while back. for a while you were, actually, you, you were actually running I mean? you
1: were running a gym tell us about that running a gym weren't you Why running you a gym you're at some supposed
0: point to be a news guy <laughs> that's <laughs> our research you weren't you weren't ridiculous i come on cnn and the guy don't even know what he's talking about go ahead you no point were you running a gym um no no running a gym what no, you, you need not take a time out Jesus fucking Christ, with these guys I come on the news for two seconds and, and you want to say every right. time I do an interview, a guy wants to open his fucking mouth can't All right, even Andrew, do a little thank fucking you very routine much. We thought that you, you know much, go back. fuck yourself you know what All go right. Fuck the whole
1: fucking network. we'll go back to uh, talking about Art Carney